Welcome to T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. Your host is Jose Negron. We take the guesswork out of technological jargon so that you know what's next, why it's great or not so great, and how you can benefit from it by learning about it early. Now, here is Jose Negron. Good morning, folks, and welcome, everybody. This is your host, Jose Negron, on Voice America on the Variety Channel, the lead technology show, T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. First of all, I'd like to thank everybody uh, listening to T3 for, for your support and encouragement. Uh, the show continues to grow on Voice America. And for those of you that uh, want to go back and listen to a couple shows, uh, last week it was Space. Uh, you can catch us on Voice America, Variety Channel, uh, and on the pod. So take a look at that. Go to the Internet, and it's voiceamerica.com. Today's show is about the benefits of technology in education. As I look back, I'm just really struggling because uh, we are rapidly, uh, you know, producing generation after generation of students that I don't think we're prepared for the 21st century. And I mean that sincerely. Uh, the uh, you know we've we prepared our students for the 20th century, but are we really preparing them to, for the 21st century? We know that digitalization, automation, computerization, networking, and other disciplines are necessary as we continue our journey uh, beyond the information age. And especially when you start looking at some of the technologies that we talked about today, uh, internet security, you know uh, your uh, autonomous vehicle, uh, sensor capability, launching uh, 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 robots into space, the colonization of Mars, what what the Chinese recently have done uh, landing on the backside of the moon. And so today I'd like to talk about the benefits of technology and education. Uh, today's uh, guest for me and uh, Dr. Edward Leone will discuss three questions and we'll pepper him with a few others. But the three key questions is what should be our approach to integrate technology in the classrooms, the recommendations and realities? How do we continue to develop problem solving in all our schools? And then the third question is how to change the purpose of all education programs and the use of technology. Sometimes I think these technology items, uh, computer, laptops, are sometimes just used for observation. So we're going to get a little deeper with Dr. Leon. We're going to talk about how uh, we can use the technology and help us in the classroom a lot better. Uh, we'll, we'll discuss some of the key tech drivers. And what do you think uh, the education impact of the U.S.? You know, recently there's been studies that from, uh, uh, at least from a global perspective, U.S. students have not done very well. And the question in my mind is why not? You know, even though some will say that we're teaching them, we're really not teaching them uh, because we're teaching them the tests and they're not expanding their knowledge and some students are just being left behind. But in any way, let me tell you a little bit about uh, Dr. Edgar Leon. Edgar graduated from the University of Puerto Rico, a master's degree in technology and education from Michigan State University. Earned a PhD in computer application technology and university administration from Michigan State University. After 27 years in Michigan, uh, he became professor at National University College college magic west campus giving courses in technology business administration and a professor of the caribbean university 
He's also a published author, uh, numerous newspaper, and a book, Education Revolution. So I'd like to thank uh, Dr. Leon for coming on the show. We've had Dr. Leon uh, several times, automation, computerization. We talked a little bit about education. But we're going to dig down today and talk about how to use these technologies in education. So, Dr. Leon, welcome to the show, T3. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Jose. Uh, well, we're, uh, we're very happy to, to be here in this night, uh, 2019. And uh, just bottom line down to the question is, uh, what do you have education for? What's education used for? And when you have places uh, around Earth where people are, are, are basically struggling to get educated uh, because that's the only way they can get out of poverty, and that's the only way they can catch up with the rest of the world. Uh, it's it's very challenging, and and technology has done something that uh, is totally different. Technology has changed everything for every single um, job, every single activity around around Earth, and specifically education. Now, most of the teachers that right now did, that are teaching did not did not have any of those tools when they grew up in school. And uh, that's basically a big issue uh, because now the kids come in and they're, they're digital kids. And uh, that clash is, is, is the one that's very, it's very, it makes schools very, it makes it very difficult for schools to catch up. Uh, right, they, and I see that in every day. The student itself is a digital kid. Uh, the teacher is not. I've always wondered... Uh, how do you close that gap? And and the reality of it is c- quite striking. Let me just give you a couple of statistics as we talk about it, because we're uh, just in the fall of 2017, we had about 50, 50.7 million students attending elementary and secondary schools, and we probably had an additional 5 million attending uh, private elementary and secondary school. Uh, each year, we spent about $623 billion, at least for the statistics of 2017-18. Uh, and then each student is projected to cost about 12300 So the, the real question for me is, what are we missing? Because the statements are, we're probably the highest, uh, what is it? We pay the highest amount of dollars per student, yet we're not getting the benefits uh, f- from those students. So, what should be our approach to integrate technology in the classroom to get those results? Well, basically, um, it's it, it doesn't it's not equivalent to money. Basically, it's it's equivalent to what happens in that classroom. Uh, All right. We are still using the model that we used in the 1800s, where you have kids on one line. And specifically with poor places, there and, and the teachers just talking. Uh, right. That approach uh, is is the one that's probably hindering the most because there's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the kid is thinking uh, 3D somewhere and is thinking uh, artificial intelligence somewhere. Maybe he's programming at home. Well, the teacher's using the way old model because they're being forced by the systems. So this is a little bit more uh, complex than what we think. Teachers have to do what the states are dictating them to do. Uh, right. They hire people that have probably been retired and never seen a computer before to write the curriculum for them. Then they tell them, you teach this curriculum, period. And uh, and the kid is like asking, well, where am I? And then uh, there's mm-hmm. a big dropout rate because of that because they don't feel any connection. 
they uh, they need to connect using computers. They need to connect uh, having a good internet signal so that they can can use computers. Just by throwing computers at a classroom is not going to do it either. So that's that's the other thing. Right, and and I guess I look back at the you know the. Um, pre-revolutionary, revolutionary technologies, uh, and now we're, we keep saying we're in the information age, which is really, uh, you know, computerization, uh, digitalization, and so forth and so on, yet I do not think we're teaching at the capacity, because some of the students, as you said, are, are well-versed in, in digitization and probably know more about the teachers, but we haven't given them a challenge, and it's all about giving the students a challenge, and maybe I'm wrong, because because I've been studying it a little bit, uh, but I've gone to the, uh, you know, information technology for educators, and there's several conferences out there, and I'll take a look at the, uh, you know, the tech conferences, but I don't see how teachers are using the tools to teach the student, uh, per se, and I, I don't know, maybe my my model's uh, too simple, but what, what do you have to say about that? Uh, you know, how do we use a technology to better focus our students in, in teaching? Well, it has to be, it has to be, uh, integrated uh, k-12 it has to be integrated and not as a uh, as a as a tool that you look at like most of the people they want to they want to put a movie on and then assume that that's integrating technology uh, you have to use it uh, by by solving problems using computers and using it just for producing videos for producing audio uh, that will solve somebody's problems, some community problems that are related to the kid. Um, and you can do that also finding out what industries are going to be out there, um, what are the new jobs that are going to be out there, and then relate the classroom to some of those. And also this thing about teaching math on one side and teaching reading on the other side and teaching uh, science on the other side, the, all, the, all, all of it should be integrated into one. Uh, you can probably have the, the teachers meet and then say, okay, uh, what, are we, what are the problems that we're going to be trying to solve? And then let's look at the science that need to be uh, practiced there, the math that needs to be applied there. And then they find their relationship with what, what they're studying and why they need it. Right. Uh, they can have an Excel, and then they say, well, what do I need Excel for? And then once they say, well, you can balance, you can balance your checkbook, you can follow your accounting, if you want to be, uh, you want to work on on forensic, uh, uh, digital forensic jobs that it's uh, supposedly going to be booming in the next ten years, well, you need to see patterns in your Excel graphics so that you know if somebody is stealing or things like that. So be creative on it. Just not here are the questions. Here's the paragraph to read. Just do the answer these questions, and then next day you come and do the same thing. The kids are not for that anymore. You have to you yeah. have to have cooperative learning also. Uh, just move those those chairs one after the other and just put some tables and have work groups so that they get used to what the future is. Right, right, right. As I prepared for the show today, uh, this one thing I came across is um, I, I guess project classroom studies where you get a group of students working on a specific project and uh, and of course as you said you're learning this different discipline you're either learning uh, the writing skills or the research skills or analytical skills you're learning uh, the various tools that you have from word to 
PowerPoint to, uh, to uh, Excel spreadsheet, and it's a continuous process, but it's integrated so that the student, by the time he finishes a project, understands the purpose. A lot of times we go to school. And and I don't think we understand why we're being taught that particular subject because I don't use it right now. Where project education now gives you a specific uh, item that you see and it's evolving and you're creating it and you're adapting to it. So well, what do you think about that as we move on? And I, there's n- different ways of teaching, but uh, at least that's one of my research items that I discovered uh, over the weekend. Oh, you're right. You're right. Every every kid is different. Every kid learns in a different way, and and we have to not standardize education. We have to personalize education. We're trying to standardize everything, and and usually the book companies are the ones that are that are probably telling you what to do because you they they will prepare the curriculum for the states and say, don't worry, we'll have all the questions. We have the workbooks for the teachers. We'll have everything right there. But kids, they assume that all kids are going to be doing that, and then they, they do that for all the states, and uh, they put a little bit of everything for so that everybody could be complacent. But there are millions of dollars uh, invested in that, and, and I would probably put my money elsewhere. I would probably run a virtual field trip with the kids and, and, and prepare something that they could use. Uh, but first of all, have a strong Internet signal in each classroom. If I would have anything, that would be it, so they can have access to to the entire internet and all the all the information that's there, uh, they can have field trips, preview field trips uh, uh, for the kids, and then react to that one and prepare projects that they of their experiences. Uh, so you, you can still have classrooms, but the classrooms should be emulating what happens in industry. Classrooms should be should be workspaces, so they 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 can transfer when they come out of school. It's not it's not a strange place when they go to work for somebody. Uh, yeah. Right now, it's totally different. You have workspaces. You have people working from home. Uh, you can have them work from home and answer the questions, or or do group uh, answer questions uh, live uh, using other tools that are on the internet. Uh, they can prepare their own mini video lessons. You know, they can do their artwork and everything. But then take a picture of that artwork and make a make a a web page in, in your classroom with your teacher and have your web page with all your projects there. You save paper, you save crayons, you save everything. You should just draw with it and do, do most of the things that way, and then you can share it with anybody. You can probably send email, teach them how to do email, how to communicate with each other. Uh, that Those are the things that could, 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 uh, could, could impact. But the problem is, Jose, is that the, the college and universities have to wake up. They still are using the old model. And you're graduating yeah, I, a whole bunch of teachers. I, I, Absolutely, and I'm looking at the 10. Uh, we've got about a minute left, uh, so let me okay. quickly wrap up uh, real quick. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're uh, audience out there, you're listening to T3, Jose Negron, and I've invited Dr. Leon uh, to talk about education, the benefit of technology and education, and how we have to change the way we do business because we're really leaving a generation behind, and we've got to change uh, the way we teach. Uh, no longer can we just uh, teach just uh, English, science, math, you know, history uh, within uh, uh, their specific uh, uh, subject area, but we need to start combining that in, in more of a research project agency project so that. Uh, student has a total visibility of what he's teaching. Too many students go to 
school today and are asking why am I learning this and this way they can do that. But uh, Edgar, one of the things I want to comment on is as I looked at the top 10 uh, educational technology conferences that that are going to happen in 2019, I don't see this project teaching methodology uh, mentioned and it's back to the same thing you were talking about. They're, They're very linear in their discussion on education. So when we come back uh, from the break, what I'd like to do is uh, talk a little bit about, you know, some of the challenges. Uh, how do we develop the problem-solving skills that we need from our schools? And how do we continue to develop our students so that they meet the challenges of the 21st century? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My favorite coffee story is here with host Aniko Samoji. We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to today, tomorrow's technologies at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, folks. This is Jose Negron, your host for 
uh, T3, uh, Today's Tomorrow Technologies on Voice America, the Variety Channel. Our discussion today is about benefits of technology in education, and my guest today is Dr. Edgar Leon. We've been talking in the last segment about how do we use these technology tools to assist, help, and move our students forward for the and prepare them for the 21st century. So I've asked Edgar to give us some tips, some pointers. Uh, how do we continue to develop the problem-solving skills using our technology uh, in our classroom? So, Edgar, can you give us some uh, pointers on that, Dr. Leon? Yes. Uh, well, first of all, we need to we need to um, realize that uh, that school teachers are 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 I would say they're getting pushed a lot of administrative work uh, that's supposed to be uh, out of the classroom, and that that subtracts some of the learning uh, time for them and, and some of the, the things. The teacher should be a motivator, basically, so that we can uh, integrate technology. But again, they're going to have to go against the grain and, and start working on it themselves because it's not going to come from the state curricula. Very few. What they're going to say is, oh, "Well, did you have a PowerPoint, or did you have? Did you put a movie on?" And they assume that's the integration. The integration of technology should be talking about the kids, what the kids are doing that will relate then to a job that they're going to have. Uh, what projects that can they solve? Let's say if there's contamination, you can bring a, an issue about water, water sources, water resources. What, what what's happening with that water around when we have 8.5 billion people? in the next 10 years in this earth and, and the water is all contaminated with plastic and then you bring the plastic in and the kids will look at the plastic and they'll say oh well, god everybody's throwing this in there what are we going to eat and mm-hmm. uh, how are we going to clean this what, how, what do we do so we don't have that I think it's uh, the, uh, the Philippines and there's some other countries on that area that already have that problem you can't see the water when you go out on the beach all you see is plastic floating and, and these are problems that are real that kids can relate to. And then before it happens in their neighborhood, they can see it, uh, the clean water, clean air. And then you can integrate that into their curriculum. They can start drawing that. They can draw uh, what happens to the flowers, what happens to the food, uh, what contaminates the food, what's going to happen if they get sick. And they start making these, these uh, mental flow charts of, of how things relate because right now, they think everything is separate because we have taught them that because the command and control coming from the state offices and things like that and, and, and book companies, they're saying, okay, uh, we're going to standardize and we're going to give you a test, and, and that's education. But, again, everybody's doing worse on the test. I could take Puerto Rico where we live. Everybody, every year they get worse. And yeah. it's because we're in the wrong model for it. We have to make a wider curriculum that will integrate music, theater, dance. We have to, uh, we cannot kill the creativity of all our kids. And when I say right. creativity, all their ideas have to be put on the, on the blackboard or the whiteboard and then start working from there, find out what makes them tick. And yeah, and there's a separation, Doctor uh, uh-huh. Leon. There's also separation between, I, I guess, back in the '70s, '80s, '90s, we got into this: uh, Are you going to college or you're not going to college? And then we got into uh, advanced placement. Oh, you're in advanced placement. You're not, and so forth and so on. I, I, to me, that was it was very destructive uh, from an overall education perspective because you kept these people and students in silos. Uh, the deterioration of the family 
family has contributed a little bit of that and a little bit of the, you know, the discipline in the classroom and so forth and so on. But uh, once again, if there's a purpose of, t- of learning, uh, students will listen. Uh, that's one thing for sure. They'll listen. Now, the question is, how do we take these technology tools, you know, uh, uh, the computer, the, uh, you know, uh, showing them how to write code is the, the biggie. Uh, uh, the automation, uh, c- uh, copying, uh, how do we get away from paper to digital formats and the use of that digital formats? I mean, there are new businesses that are growing every day because people are taking a different approach. Well, if they know that the, the, the jobs the jobs and the job conditions of, of yesterday are not the ones today, and you have to be a lot more diverse. And as I say, technology is, is, is coming into every single aspect of life. We say music, theater, dance, fine. You can, you can create your own music using computers. You can do theater work and simulate it, and you can also do dance, see people dancing around the world. You can go see the best dancers, uh, get dancing lessons in YouTube, uh, find out, or the teacher could upload some of the dancing lessons and find out and evaluate the kids. But sometimes you have 35, 40 kids per classroom. You cannot do all these evaluations for all these kids. That's the other thing. Class size it makes a difference, too. But, again, if you can individualize instruction by using computers, if you have the right system in your classroom or in your school, you need to, you need to set that up. But you don't call the company that sells the tool to do that. You need a professional. You need somebody who knows or who could teach or who could demonstrate teaching with those tools. Don't, you know, so if you're going to purchase any, any of it, okay, well, I'm going to purchase it, but you're going to bring me some experts who's going to be here with me in my classroom and tell me how to integrate that into the classroom, not, not just tell me how to turn it on, turn it off, and all the tools that you're going to sell me. That doesn't work. See, the colleges and universities are doing all of that right now, but very few bring a college professor into your classroom to teach the teachers how to do it and how to integrate technology. I would say very, very few how to do it and producing yes there's some that are producing i know that michigan state university is producing and i don't i'm plugging it in because it's my alma mater but i know as a fact because i used to work at that lab too right they produce right. tools and the professors go into the classroom they uh, they they go there with their students and they teach and they teach them how to do cooperative learning they teach them how to how to use those tools but also they have internet and they have a big big um robust signal. Here in Puerto Rico, you only have five megs per cl- mm. per school. I mean, that's nothing. Yeah. So that's, yeah. And I don't know if the United States are that way, too. Yeah. Well, there's still some uh, areas that are not connected to the Internet. In fact, I've heard some congressional discussion on trying to make sure everybody's hooked up. So there is uh, discrepancies out there, uh, and people are falling short. But as you said, how do you take the technology, tomorrow's technology? We're supposed to be in the information age, so let's make sure that we know how to use our computer to the max, our digital formats to the max. I do not think we're teaching those in the classroom, and they could be really simple school projects. I mean, I do believe in project education now because I really do believe that within a project, you can teach history. 
you can teach English. You can teach oh, yeah. the math. You can oh, yeah. use the uh, formats and teach the student why this format is more important than the other format, and and they begin to learn rather than just be given a you know a set scenario and they have to do it by themselves. So I I, I don't know maybe that's just me looking at it and, oh. and there's probably pros and cons either way. Oh, you're right. You're right. Uh, we have we have that we have that issue here. Uh, most of the time, and as I said, it, it's a, it's a it's a system that needs to be changed. The system command and control system that we have right now has to be changed in order to integrate technology. And again, just by purchasing computers is not going to do it because uh, once you purchase the computers, it's like purchasing the car before knowing how to how to drive. I would I would as I say I would use that money first of all is to. Uh, help the teachers learn what to do to integrate te- in, uh, technology into the classroom and what projects they could use and, and practice that. And, and we haven't even touched special education and adaptive education where technology is there. And by law, they're supposed to have it. And I've seen many teachers also that graduate and get their classroom uh, teacher certificate and they have no idea or how to use this. And then all of a sudden they get a computer or every kid gets a computer and they don't know what to do. And yeah. they assume that with a, with a, just one one classroom workshop, it's going to happen, or one conference is going to happen. It doesn't work that way. You need to, you need to again, uh, bring people in, they're experts, so they can help the teachers uh, do this as a system and, and create a different environment than what they were taught. Because they're repeating what they were taught. Right. And sometimes I think the focus uh, is too narrow where, you know, now we're going into the national testing statistics where they're just testing the uh, the test, basically, or teaching the test. Uh, and then yeah. uh, hoping for better grades, but uh, the comprehension the comprehension is not there. Uh, you may have spent a lot of time teaching or trying to teach, but students are not retaining that information because there's no uh, incentive for them to retain it, and they don't see a value. And until they see a value, it's not going to help the teaching curriculum. I, I, let me go through some statistics here because I was interesting. Uh, uh, you know, in the colonial years, I guess they had the wooden paddle uh, with printed lessons called uh, the horn books. Uh, I, yep. I guess I've seen those, and I'm trying to remember what that looks like. Then in the 1870, technology advanced to the magic lantern, a primitive version of the slide projector. Uh, by War uh-huh. One. They had 8,000 lantern slides were circulating through the Chicago public schools. And then by the 1890s, they had the chalkboard, and followed by the pencil in 1900. Uh, uh, you know, the students were hungry for educational tools. Uh, radio came out in 1920, the overhead projector in 1930. Videotapes in 1951, the Skinner teaching machine uh, that combined systems of teaching and testing, providing reinforced uh, learning to the students, uh, was out in uh, in uh, 59 with a photocopier and the calculator in 1972, and then of course, like, yeah, all these things. I'm like, as I was reading this, I go, well, I want to read these off and see how many people at least uh, can remember them using these tools in the school, you know, and, and of course, you know, you had your, uh, your calculators, uh, uh, you know, uh, came in, in my days, it was, uh, early 80s, 70s and 80s, the calculator, the word, the web came in, in the nineties, your, uh, PDAs, a lot of people used in, in 1963, 
And of course, oh, right yeah. now, my, MySpace uh, in 2003, Facebook 2004, Twitter 2007. So we're, you know, you're not talking, uh, yeah, well, we're almost talking eight to 10 years ago uh, when all these oh, yeah. instruments were coming. The question is, how there's do we plenty. use it there's, better there's in the classroom? Plenty. There's plenty of instruments, and, and, and the thing is, also uh, something I want to comment, uh, it's, I've done some in, some some school visits, as a, as you know. I I am I'm a private contractor for for you know finding out if the school system is is ready for 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 putting technology in, in some of the government offices also. And when you go in there and you see buildings that only have one electrical outlet, you say, "My yeah, goodness, that ain't gonna work." I mean, <laughs> <laughs> That's and then uh, they solve the problem by using a lot of bunch of extensions that look like a big snake that goes across the room. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it's very dangerous. As I said to one school just recently, I said if the fire department comes in here, and you're gonna get ticketed because this this could cause a fire any time at any time, and you can touch the wire, and it was it was very warm, and the, the teachers mm-hmm. were like totally amazed. This is this is real. I said, well, yeah, electricity works that way, so it's it's uh it's it's a big issue. Uh, we have to get uh, the entire school system up to date, but you got to get all that administrative work out of there. You got to use only. You got to have only academic work uh, that is motivational for the kids. You cannot. We just. We just killing the creativity that kids come in with. Uh, they're very happy when they come to school, the first elementary grades, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden just can't wait to get out because they can cannot. Not all the schools are that way because if you if you have movies and you have audio and you have video and you're recording things and you're you're teaching somebody. Let me give you an example. Some of the kids have had problems with uh, with with uh, uh, multiplication. So what they did is what they recorded a multiplication video. The little kids they were right. teaching someone else how to do it, and they learned it. They said, "Well, yeah, well, we learned it because we had to repeat it so many times and have many mm. takes to do this. So we already know we know it from heart. So it's a lot better than to to try to okay memorize that thing like like we used to do in the old school. You memorize it, I'm going to test you on it." But here, they were just recording it for, to help other kids. Who know? Nobody learns at the same pace. That's the other thing about these companies that are uh, assumed that, you know, teach this way, you teach this, this subject, and then they're going to test you, and everybody's going to do fine. It doesn't work that way. The brain is not lineal. The brain is organic, and it learns right. in a different way. <laughs> so... That's, no, you've got top challenges in the education uh, institution, uh, both in the uh, what I call national education curriculum. You've got the state curriculums, and then of course the local schools are are uh, sometimes held to uh, uh, very narrow uh, the teaching methodologies because they're really trying to improve the overall overall education but that's not happening so what do you uh how do you uh, take care of that or what do you, what is your recommendation on uh, well, preparing the teacher there, there's some some things you could do in the classroom per se to start changing about my 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 advice to teachers is that you're the teacher you're the art it, it's this is an art you have to identify every single kid who, that you have and you know how to motivate them you just you just find out what motivates them Bring in all the subjects that are the surrounding that that are, could worry them, or they or tell them that they can help solve the problems, uh, and they can they can analyze it. Teach them how to analyze things. Uh, use multimedia elements, let's say images and graphs and pictographs and podcast clips and sound effects and short video lessons. Before that costs a lot of money. It used to cost a lot of money. Now it, this is free on the internet. So 
So even that, and if you don't have internet, well, get it from from home. You can save all these things in your um, in your computer. Bring it in a disk or in a or in a, uh, a thumb drive, and 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 bring it to the classroom. Start start showing them that. Even if you have it, and have them search for it. You can have uh, adaptive content uh, using your smartphone. Um, you can record. I'm teaching a class online, and they use their their smart phone to do this. So teachers could have also a question answer session, uh, let's say a certain time of the day or maybe the weekends where kids could just come in and, and they can get their questions answered if they have any. Uh, share online class calendars, use virtual manipulatives. You know, they can, they can do their, that way. They can do simulations uh, because there are many, many, many uh, simulations in biology. They can have a heart pumping uh, you can have a frog dissecting things like that that you know doesn't cost anything, and they can just they can just take over their own education without having to wait for the rest. Because right now we cater to the ones who who have a lot of lagoons, who have very very little uh, knowledge, and we just right. bring we we just leave uh, the the entire classroom behind because we have three or four kids that are behind. So right. So we've got about a 30 seconds. So let me wrap up this uh, segment. Uh, I mean, uh, there's always a pros and cons. Administrators doing too much uh, or the teachers doing too many, too many of the administrative tasks, oh, uh, teaching to the, the national standards. The time they spend doing that. They spend about half of their time when I survey. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's only and uh, we've got to get to more paper. of a holistic teaching environment so that uh, we're teaching various subjects collectively with a collection of, of students. And uh, anyway, let's go, go back to our, our uh, second commercial break. When we come back, uh, I'll talk to uh, uh, Dr. Leon on how to change the education program and to use this technology. Uh, we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Success doesn't come by chance. It's a decision to take a chance on you. Attending the University of Choice is a goal, but not a guarantee. Dr. Cynthia Colon offers you the formula of going from good, better, to best, and increasing those chances of receiving that yes to your dream university. Get the one-to-one attention every student needs to succeed. Tune in to Destination University, live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, 
all the time. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to today, tomorrow's technologies at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, folks, uh, to T3. We continue to explore benefits of technology in education. My guest today is Dr. Edward uh, Leon. I've asked him to uh, go over three specific questions. What should we? Uh, sh- what should be our approach to integrate technology in the classroom? We spent a good uh, first section on that and some of the recommendations. We'll review that again. How do we continue to develop problem solving in all our schools? And the, and the third segment, we're going to talk about how to change the purpose of all education program and use the technology tools that we have to improve the life style of our students because that's really what it, what it boils down to we're in the information age how do we use the technology the digitalization the computerization and networking and other skills that are needed to move our students into the 21st century so dr leon how do we change the purpose of all education programs that we are using the technology tool to benefit the student uh, well, we we need to start um, working on uh, publishing uh, the advantages of of this change, and uh, when you start saving money, uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a nice a nice and interesting exercise. And we're telling the people, well, uh, that humongous book company, you should not depend on them to do. Uh, your computer, your computer integration, or your technology integration into your, your kids' classrooms. Uh, it should be the other way around. Um, right now, um, they should be developing some of that. Kids should be developing some of the materials um, that they could use. Uh, right now, we have we have a program called Scratch that I've seen kids do wonderful, wonderful things. They can program, uh, do animation, and uh, you know that animation is. Uh, creating jobs, billions of dollars in jobs for the United States. And yes. uh, kids' creativity uh, and this type of animation, you can just carry on that knowledge until you're in college, and then maybe you'll drop out of college because you have so much money that you don't need to go to college like some mm-hmm. of the uh, Bill Gates did and some of the other guys did. You know, it's, it's the thing is that uh, right now we don't follow that model of, of, of uh, going to college and then finding a job. We have to create our own job, think about what we want to do, what we like the most. And it doesn't have to be related just to one state. You're going to do it for the whole world. So your clientele kind of grew. Now you have 7.5 billion clients that you can think about. What are you going to do with them? Or teach them, or sell them, or design, or redesign, or do innovation of their products. Uh, That's probably some of the things that are happening in engineering that the professor will bring a lot of products that are working fine now, but they're going to say, okay, let's integrate this and make it smaller, more efficient, uh, that will cost less to produce, that will be uh, environmental safe, so it's not mm-hmm. uh, you know, not hindering our environment. 
and uh, so you see what happens. And you get a lot of creative minds, and you don't have to wait until they're in college to do that. You bring it down to the kids. You say, okay, right, right. Say this this pen. How do you make this pen more efficient? How do you make this, uh, you know, the, these earphones more efficient? How do you? What do you use? Or think about medicine. How things are happening right now, where you could, uh, you know, scan your uh, your 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 cancer if you have it, and then email that to uh, to the cancer guru in Europe, and he'll say, oh yeah, you can do this and that, and give them that medicine, and you're cured. Is it well, <laughs> one in, okay. as you as you're uh, talking there, I can only uh, smile because the industry that is really taking off and really growing is the gaming industry. And there's so many things inside the gaming industry. You know, there's the coding, there's big data, there's the uh, long distance uh, integration the for communication. The uh, there's yeah. the graphics, there's the vi- uh, visualization, uh, the rapid the uh, segments and reality and as you talked about animation I mean there are so many disciplines within that structure uh, that is fascinating to me and if we don't pay attention we're going to lose the the student you can have that exercise with the parents in the classroom you can tell them you think you're lost no no let's do a flowchart and find out to do this project how many people are involved and what has to be done in order to make it happen you put a car okay what do you need when you need the tires you need to design those you need the engines you need the People who sell, you know, the the, uh, the interiors, the lights, everything, and and all of a sudden they start grabbing on. Yeah, everything is related. We've got to teach the kids how to do that, and don't rely just on the companies to do this for you. You you were taught how to do it, but again, we need to start working with also the colleges and the universities and those accreditation companies to tell them, no, no, we need specifically what are you, what, how many teachers. If you're in a teacher education program. We need that faculty to go in and also start working on integration or have some courses on integration of, 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 of education and production of, of different projects for kids so we change the environment. We don't kill their creativity because that's, that's basically what's happening. Crime rate is, is, is going up because kids have nothing to do. Kids have nothing to do, and that's also an exercise in economics, but basically that's, that's what it is. And, uh, you know, technology can go also into construction. You can just uh, get, a, get a drone and find out how much, how much you need, how much material you need, where the hole is in the roof, uh, how many people are working, when they're working. You can have that drone fly around and say, oh, listen, all these guys are sleeping there. <laughs> so it's basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. it goes into security. <laughs> Well, you can go through, uh, as I was thinking this weekend, as I, I was preparing, you know. Come on, see this movie with me. Let's find out. Let's have some fun here with popcorn. And who's that guy sleeping down there? So you, it, 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 could do, it could do wonderful things for you, and the kids could help a lot. I mean, uh, that's how, that's how we, we, see, we see education changing, and we have to make it change. We have to do something. Uh, for me, I write articles about about that, and I try to bring... Let me give you a real example. I'm trying to bring education okay. to Vieques and Culebra. I was amazed that there's no college and universities in those two areas. Nobody is there. I mean, they have to they have to take a boat and go out, come to the main island to, to do that. So that's basically what I, I'm thinking about right now. Wow. 
Well, that's a lot of traveling, too, uh, as I think about it. But as I uh, go back and take a look and and appreciate your discussion here uh, and and start thinking about the complexity and and, but then you got to break it down. I mean, to me, it's all about uh, and I hate to just focus on the science side of the house, but you can work on the on the uh, the hobby side of the house. You know, you talked about construction. You talked about food preparation. You talked about, uh, you know, the just, uh, you know, I'm sitting here talking to a lady and you know where where does our food come from that whole dynamics of you know growing in the state uh producing in the state uh distributing that whole distribution cycle is, is phenomenal we just don't know and there's just so many things to teach no, don't bring the food in and in 10 years you know trucks are going to drive themselves so what's going to happen with that driver yeah, you know, exactly. For artificial intelligence, I would say that most of the administrative work could be done by artificial intelligence right now in education. So I mm-hmm. hope that the people are listening. Don't put that paperwork there. Just make that in an artificial intelligence project for some university, and let's have the teachers do their job. Let's, let's because when, once you start educating, the innovation will happen right there. It's that's where it starts. But if but if you bog down the the education part with with paperwork, it's not going to happen. Kids are going to be turned off. Uh, they you'll have wonderful kids that 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 learn by themselves. But then they need to learn how to how to read. They need to learn how to write. And they're doing it. They're doing it in many languages. As a matter of fact, not only in English, but they they can take some of the kids are taking Japanese on their own. They're learning all sorts of things, and they're communicating with people around the world with other kids. They can play with other kids around the world. I couldn't even imagine that, playing with a kid from a, from the other side of town when I was growing up. Now you can play with a kid in Japan. <laughs> I mean, all yeah. lines. Yeah, you're learning. That's part of the gaming industry, uh, the distribution and how many teams you have playing. And they're moving towards kind of like, what is it, the world sports, because now they're having gaming uh, competitions and and they're having teams set up like the soccer teams and the football teams and the basketball teams. I would advise to bring into the schools is robotics and artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Just bring a robot into your classroom. Just bring it in. And then you can talk about your sensors. You can talk about electricity. And you can have artificial intelligence and tell them, okay, this is when you, when you called Siri in your cell phone. Siri, what's this phone or what's, the, what's this music? And that's artificial intelligence. Or how many people are in the school right now? That's artificial yeah. intelligence. And you can uh-huh. save a lot of money by doing that and design it. But you have to t- teach the kids how to problem solve by breaking down all the problems into simple steps, and they'll learn how to do it. Right now, they have no idea because their teachers were not taught how to do that. Education was not for that before. Now it has to happen. Otherwise, uh, it's very challenging. We're going to have people from other other places around the world, well, start working in the United States or start working out of the United States. You know that most of the work is done everywhere. It's not just in, in the mainland. Right, right, right. We got about four minutes uh, left, so let me. uh, It's interesting some of the topics you raised. I I talked about uh, group uh, projects or group discussions, and uh, some of the things I've listed is robotics, unmanned aerial vehicle, uh, digitalization, understanding what that really means, uh, programming, computerization, etc. Then electricity, you know, power. Uh, How do we get power? Very critical. Autonomy. Bring, uh, panels. Bring, bring solar panels into your classroom exactly, and teach them how exactly. that works so they can, uh, batteries and how they work. 
and that the companies will bring them for us so to demonstrate that they can learn that that ahead of time. Uh, that's that's an issue that we had we have to do. That's uh, uh, teach them how to brainstorm, how to do mind maps, uh, how to flowchart your problems. I think we're, we're going to have a very good problem-based school system if we if we look at it, at it that way. Uh, and it could happen. Those who are listening to me, they know that could happen. And the teachers, well, we'll keep on writing articles in English and Spanish about this. And, and the next book also, Education Revolution is still selling. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, and, uh, but uh, you know we, we've got to sooner or later you got to pick a date and says okay we're no longer doing it that way we got to do it this way. I guess the first step is giving uh, the power back to the teacher to teach the classroom and be innovative. But it it takes more than one teacher. I, I think it's a community. You know if you're going to teach English, you got the English teacher, the science teacher, the history teacher. They all can combine. Uh, you got business people who would love to help. Uh, you got some parents out there. Uh, that could uh, provide some uh, incentives too, because they've got uh, you know their particular jobs of interest. So I, I think it's going to be a mixture, but I do believe that we're moving towards more of a project incentive uh, teaching atmosphere. Uh, it, it was going back to the little the, school, the one room schoolhouse where you had several grades all in one schoolhouse, but they all taught was, the same thing and they reinforced that learning. That was very effective. That was very effective. At reinforced learning, and so that's yep. what we have. We've got about a minute left uh, or so. Uh, so what are the, some of the challenges, and how do we fix them real quick, uh, Dr. Leo? Well, the challenges are, uh, again, taking the things out of the, taking the, the administrative work out of, out of the teacher's hands and, and also putting the money into the classrooms themselves so the kids could start working, doing the connection, involving the parents, Telling the parents what the kids are doing by having the kids uh, produce web pages, so that they can publish their own work, not not rely on the school system to wait until the techie will do it and put the whatever they have photographs or things like that. Another kid could explain his own work by a, by recording a small video and things like that. Having a blog, and uh, they can develop from there. I think uh, they can also write poems, their short essays. More, the more you practice online, the more you, the, the better you get. And uh, I think uh, stay focused on what schools are for now, and where they, where we're going from here. Again, think, think global, think global. Just don't think uh, just for your classroom. So I think that's, that's basically it. And when you go to a conference, ask the question, "Hey guys, where's this? <laughs> we're missing the, uh, the project production. Where are some college professors that?" They go into a classroom and tell me what to do. Don't give me any theories. Just give me the results. <laughs> <laughs> that's the well, that's what we <laughs> Right. Uh, so we've got about 30 seconds. Let me just wrap it up. First of all, Dr. Leon, uh, I'd like to thank you for today's discussion as far as benefits of technology and education. Uh, folks, you've been listening to uh, Jose Negron. Uh, uh, we've been talking about today, tomorrow's technologies. I'd like to thank uh, my executive uh, assistant, uh, Alexander Loreno, for uh, getting our guests and booking them. And of course, Dee Daniels, my executive producer. And I look forward to chatting with you next week. Uh, this is Jose Negron on T3. Take care. Thank you for listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. We hope you'll join your host, Jose Negron, for another exciting program next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Enjoy the rest of your week. 